0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys so without further ado let's just jump right into today's episode
1: hi everyone welcome back to the authentically you podcast this is our third episode in the heart of worship series um so far we've had josh and anisa on here and we're really excited for this series um go check the past two episodes out today we have tyler with us and he just popped back in okay tyler would you like to introduce yourself for the podcast today
2: yes my name is tyler combs i am the uh interim youth pastor at harvest church and i'm also one of the worship leaders um i've been on our worship team since i was 14 years old and i'm not 14 anymore so it's been a few years um but i've been in in the worship setting for the better part of 24 years now so um I really enjoy it, and it's something we do, and I lead on Sundays at all three of our campuses. All right, do you want
1: to cool. go with the first question? Yeah, sure. Okay,
0: so, Tyler, um, we're just going to kick it off and start off with, what does it look like to have a heart of worship?
2: If she's talking, I can't hear anything she said. I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's
1: fine. I heard the question. I'm going to repeat it okay so
0: let me me, sorry one second let me just take a note of to cut that part out okay ready
1: go okay so tyler Mm -hmm. what does it mean to have a heart of worship
2: i think that's one of those things that um a lot of times, especially in American culture, gets it turns into a bit of a cliche, right? So there's there was a song that came out all those years ago from Matt Redman. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, uh, which is a great song. It's one of my all time favorites. Um, I think when when we talk about the heart of worship, there's there's a lot to unpack there because if we're talking about how that we lead worship or how we worship in a in a group setting like a church or in a small group, um, then that looks a little bit different. Than what I believe that the definition of heart of worship is so when, when Jesus said you you need to worship in spirit and in truth, um, having a heart of worship is being willing to worship through the things that's, you know, quite frankly, kind of suck, like life issues and, you know, issues at work and issues with your significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, Uh, but having the ability and, and more importantly, the willingness to, uh, worship when it does, when you don't feel like it and worship, not just with your guitar or your piano or in service, but having a posture of worship that knowing, uh, who God is, who he says he is and, um, being willing to worship in a way that, um, puts you in a place where you get perspective, right? So we, we talk a lot about worship, um, and on and on um but i think that the the people that we you know worship as christians um we should truly idolize as having a heart of worship is the people who have been through some stuff um like david is a great example from the bible um obviously god called him a man after his own heart and i think um i believe one of the reasons that he was so blessed and that he saw so much, you know, so much victory in his life, even though he had his issues is because even correctly, and went poorly. He, he knew who God was and he never needed to, um, he never needed to be something he wasn't. Right. So you read a lot of times in the, in the Psalms, like, why does my life suck? Why does this happen to me? I wish you'd smash their teeth in. I wish that you'd do this or the other but nonetheless i would choose to praise you or why are you downcast over my soul um you know god is god and he's he is who he says he is and that to me is more a heart of worship than being the best worship leader or being the most talented singer um sometimes life is going to go really sideways and you know speaking pragmatically uh if we only can worship when there's music or we can only worship when things are going correctly i think we've uh we've really missed what what it was meant to be and that's a connection to God and it's um, I said it a few months a couple months ago uh, during one of our worship sets you know the, you know the room was just really rough and you could just feel it in the room a lot of times worship leaders can feel what's going on in the room to some measure and um, I just felt like people were trying to like really push you know push through and they they were trying to like do battle Um, but that's not that's not necessary and the, the phrase I used was you know sometimes we need to uh, you know we see the problem there's it's not being you know a bad not bad worshiper but like having a lack of a worshipful heart is not recognizing the problem it's being willing to like david did uh, you know a lot of times in psalms and just in his life he i recognize there's a problem in front of me but i'm going to look above it and i'm going to look up to the heavens and say you know who can ascend the hill of the lord who who, who is this person and what is this situation compared to you lord and being willing to worship and gain perspective and let the presence um literally come down and just crush the problem because the more you get into his presence and the more we we worship him from a a point of thankfulness even though you know it's like living in contradiction like no this is not what god had for my life this is not what god had for my job or my circumstance but nonetheless you are great and i and i trust you and i worship you and just let your worship not only put things in perspective, but let the anointing and the, and the glory that comes with uh, putting him in his right place, um, let that weigh down that problem. And after a while you realize that um, when you have perspective on who God really is and what he is actually doing in your life, um, it makes those things uh, much smaller and it gives you a kind of a context. And, you know, I think another thing um, that we, you know, it's, you guys are a little younger, than little might like a lot but um you know back in like the late 90s early 2000s there was like a lot of of you know churches or worship sets or songs even written that were like you know i, I we're gonna war against the enemy we're gonna you know it's their warfare songs and we, you know we did something <laughs> in our church too and that was kind of something i really enjoyed because you know the term breaker anointing is, is something that, you know, in worship, that's what I tend to operate as, as a worship leader. Um, it's just, you know, there's freedom in the room and I can, I can really fill out the room and, and, you know, help people through a time of worship that can help them. And like, we were just like, I was just talking about, um, you know, getting freedom by just recognizing who God is. But back Mm -hmm. then it was like this weird, that's condescending, but it was strange because we were we were like doing battle, you know, quote unquote, air quotation marks, doing battle, like we're gonna battle. You know, back when I was a young teenager, there was a song called "Like We Went to the Enemy's Camp and We Took Back What He Stole from Me," and it's like, did I realize all these years later, like, dude, we're singing a worship song about the devil? That's ridiculous. Like, so we we kind of uh, I think we've come a long ways as you know, Capital C Church over the year. Um, you know, the church globally. And you know that you see the you see the stuff that's coming out um, out of places like Bethel and Upper Room and places like that where mm-hmm. it's that high praise and it's it's recognizing who God is even in the midst of trials and in even the midst of you know situations where we glorify Him and that's the battle. So yeah. we don't worship or pray or you know profess anything from a place where we're fighting for victory. We worship and we. We declare we declare victory from a place of victory, right? So we, we know yeah. that Jesus, you know, he completed the work, you know, Jesus, when he died on the cross, his last words are, you know, it is finished. Um, we don't need to battle um, or feel like we need to worship through something. We need to worship over the top of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so we say, well, I'm just going to worship through it. I hear people say it sometimes and I'm like, no, nah, you just worship right over the top of it. Cause there's nothing mm-hmm. on this earth that Jesus forgot about or that, or that God, when he sent his only son to die on the cross, like we didn't miss something on his to-do list. Like there is nothing that can happen to us that his, uh, that his anointing isn't sufficient for. And that as, as we worship, it may take six years, six weeks, six minutes, six hours, whatever. Um, if we maintain a heart of worship, like what you guys are talking about um, there isn't anything that you can't worship over the top of. And sometimes it just takes time and it takes a, uh, it's, and and just the way that we look at things uh, has to be like yes I see that this laptop is in front of me or I see that this person's acting like a jerk or you know so-and-so left me or they said a terrible thing about me but nevertheless Lord I trust that you said that I am an overcomer you know whatever the situation is um, mm-hmm. and I really feel like that that's something that a lot of people don't talk about like it's we like to pretend sometimes, and this is maybe a little controversial, but, you know, the church in general, sometimes we like to pretend like, you know, just because, you know, it's in the Bible, and that means it's the truth. And sometimes we like to pretend like, well, if it doesn't match up, then something's wrong with me. But well, we live in an imperfect world, um, and that's why when you get squeezed, you know, you hear the term, I, I, I you know, the Lord, you know, it's, it's a testing season. I've been really tested, and sometimes mm. we get squeezed, and we don't like what comes out of us. And having the heart of worship is, you know, that doesn't disqualify us from having a posture of worship and having a heart of worship. It's like, man, I don't like what just came out of my mouth or I don't like the way I feel right now. But nevertheless, I trust who you are. And I, I believe that you are who you say you are Lord. And, uh, and we worship over the top, not to get, not to, to something or to, to break something necessarily off of our life. Uh, You know, for me, it's a lot of times I just have to decide to worship until it stops. And sometimes all that noise Mm -hmm. and all that chaos that's going on in life, uh, for me, it's just like, no, I'm just going to keep worshiping the Lord until I either forget about it or I get perspective to see that, you know, God didn't forsake me. And, um, you know, again, it's nevertheless, Lord, um, you are who you say you are. And that to me, that's a form of worship anyway, because in the midst of it, if you're in a storm, like standing in the middle of a hurricane or like the two instances where the disciples were on the boat with jesus and, mm-hmm. and you know one, one of the times they thought they were going to die and woke him up and jesus was agitated you know our, our pastor senior pastor was just talking yeah. about that on sunday and it's like he had no fear because he understood that you know nothing happens outside of that even no matter what it looks like regardless of what the circumstance looks like that um he never lost control of the throne it's not like he fell asleep at the wheel or you know the other time when peter walked on water you know jesus is already walking on the water and to me that's that's like a type typecast it's kind of a different angle but to me it's Mm -hmm. always been like yeah jesus is already in the middle of the storm before i got there before i realized i was in trouble he was already out there and he's um if i have the faith for it then you know regardless of how bad the storm looks i can i can do things that defy conventional wisdom or that defy mm-hmm. logic and I can worship my way through it. And, you know, that was a form of worship in a, in a sense to what do we do when we're, we're worshiping, we, we put our eyes on Jesus and we, yeah. we walk towards him and we, we take the step, you know, like Peter did on the water, you know, he walked to Jesus. He said, Lord, if it's, if it's really you have me walk to you. Well, that's sometimes mm-hmm. that's a typecast of how we worship. Like, dude, I don't feel like worshiping today. I mean, I'm a worship yeah. leader. Sometimes I've been on stage like, I don't want to do this. Like it's the, and it sounds funny, but it's, you know, yeah. just being real. Like sometimes you just don't, you're not feeling it, mm-hmm. and, but you know, I'm sure Peter wasn't super excited about walking on water. Like, I don't know if I'd have the guts to walk out there.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, oh my God. I don't want to walk on the water. Um, but what did he do is he, he put his eyes on Jesus and it was an act of faith. It's just like worship is sometimes for us. Um, when, when things aren't going well, we, we worship through it. And you know, if, if we make the mistake, of, you know, looking at the storm or focusing on the wrong thing. I mean, no, thinking, you know, yeah. so I think that, you know, I feel like I've been talking forever and it hasn't been that long. Um, you're okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, th-
2: I think one of the other things that I would say is like, uh, you know, we have, um, we've become addicted to like things, right? We've got iPhones that. Faster than internet did five years ago. Uh, All these networks. Sometimes Sometimes the Lord wants wants to spend time. time Echoing. Echoing. Um, You know, sometimes the Lord wants to wants to really spend time with us. And you know, some of the sweetest moments I've ever been a part of in worship was you know when we just let the room breathe. um, Yeah because the Lord's not in a rush, you know, he's not, he's, he doesn't live inside of time, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think one more, I'll, I'll share one more story, and then you can redirect, if you want to talk about something different, but, you know, no, cool. you're good, <laughs> the, uh, one of the, to this day, I mean, we've been a part of a lot of really good worship sets, and we've got a pretty good in our church, and uh, it's well above average, and it's some really anointed, like, Pastor Josh, and Anisa and, and Ashley, and myself. But still, to this day, after all after all the conferences we've done. Uh, after all the conferences that we've been a part of, you know, the, I went on a uh, missions trip in 1998. Um, it was the very first time I'd left the country and I didn't really have a grid for it. I really wasn't all that saved, to be honest with you. Um, open a bag of Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> But we were we were in the state in Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, and this guy could barely play guitar. None of us could sing, um, but we just we just sat down and worshipped. And this guy could probably play like four chords. So you know it kind of takes out the eloquence of the. What we become as as Americans at times, where we're more impressed with our you know not that there's anything wrong with lights and slides and you know big screens and cool guitars. Like I love all that stuff, but. Right. Um, you know, this has been 23 years ago, and we worshiped down there, and we sang the word, the song, "Shout to the Lord,"
0: which is oh, like
2: yeah. super old school for you guys. Some <laughs> I mean, of y'all might not even been born by then. But I know point. it. Then, <laughs> um, you know what's crazy is, that, you know, got a really guitar. I didn't play guitar back then, so this, this dude barely played guitar, and none of us could sing. Mm-hmm. You could feel the presence in there because we had the posture of worship. Like we were there to worship and it was like eight of us or 10 maybe. Wow. Um, but you could like, it was like almost like you could cut the presence with a knife in that room because it was wow. so authentic and it was so like just real. Like the Lord shows up where you're, where you're willing to be vulnerable and authentic. And you know, if you have to encapsulate everything I just said is that no matter where we're at, if you're willing to meet him, there's no chance he's not going to meet with you. Yeah. And that that's, it's such a tough thing to do sometimes when you're not feeling it, but the Lord is just, you know, he, he, God is always available to meet with us. And sometimes we miss that and we miss the forest through the trees. Like if we have a heart of worship and we're truly ready to be in a, um, to be in a moment with him, he'll never miss it because that's all he really wants. I mean, that that is the greatest desire of his heart. That's why he, sent his only son to die for us so i've got two sons and i wouldn't right i probably wouldn't give either one of them up for anybody mm-hmm. um, and so that that kind of sacrifice comes with a great deal of love and, and care and so anyway that's that's all i gotta say about that
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know what was kind of funny too is uh you kind of went in like uh, like with saying, oh, you, you know, you worship over the situation, um, you know, you're, you're coming with the, you know, that expectation. It's funny. Cause Josh hit on like some of the same notes. Did you guys talk about this before? Yet? No,
2: we didn't. Uh, uh, Josh in the last couple of weeks, but no.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, literally. Uh, he even brought up David too and used him as an example, pretty much almost in the same exact way you did. So I just thought that was funny. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think um, I really like what you were saying about, you know, worshiping over it and just like that differentiation uh, between like, I'm just going to worship through it um, or like worship over it. And it, it reminds me of, I feel like it's said a lot in our church, you know, when you take your eyes off of the problem and you start putting it on the problem solver, like worshiping God as if that problem is already solved and not as if it's still like in front of you but just worshiping as if it's already solved because he already has it handled
2: yeah i think i think sometimes we 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 forget that there's there isn't a circumstance in life where um that is strong enough to levy um the grace if you just worship long enough there's nothing that this world has to offer or challenge you with that can that can stand up against, um, you know, like what you're talking about, the heart of worship. Like if you are willing to worship longer than your problem can, that can sustain or maintain. Um, there's literally nothing that can stop, you know, stop the presence of life. And sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not. And I think some oftentimes, you know, especially Americans, they want things like super fast. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, sometimes being able to maintain and just outlaw outlast your, You know, whether it's a bad attitude or a bad situation, just say, you know, sometimes I've been in places in my life where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to continue to just, you know, I probably said it for like an hour straight. God, you're good. I don't care. what, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what the scenario is, is that you are good and and you are going to make all things, you know, the enemy meant what the enemy meant for evil. You're going to turn around for good and what the enemy meant for you just repeat over and over. And, you know, that's it doesn't need to be to a song like that's worshiping when you're Mm -hmm. when you're putting God in his place. That's a form of worship. And, you know, I don't know. No one ever taught me that when I was younger. I had to learn that when I started really going to crap in my life. And I had to deal with it. (laughs) Sometimes it's just flat out being unwilling to, you know, if you last long enough, you'll outlast the enemy. And that's that's really just a it's just a different form of worship. you just glorify him and what he's doing in your life and what he's done for you. And it's amazing sometimes, you know, you write, we've written songs or we've, we, you know, we worship over things like, or into things like what we've talked about. Um, sometimes the most prophetic thing you can do is just make sure that the enemy and the situation knows like, well, the Lord brought me through that. And he's going to bring me through this. If that couldn't stop me, this sure is, you know, sure as heck is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's huge. So.
1: Yeah.
0: So good. Gabby, did you want to add anything? Um, like anything that popped up in your head <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, it was more about like the part where it's like worshiping isn't just you know singing you know singing worship music um yeah i feel like that does kind of get lost and like especially like the younger generation because like you know you're taught like worship at church as you know is like the time to you know like sing like sing along and then or at least that's what i understood whenever i went not gonna lie i've only been like six times so I mean I could just be speaking out of turn. But from yeah, from what from what I've gathered, you know, like the younger kids, you know, probably you know, like you grew up thinking like, oh, it's just like it's music time where like, you know, I'm Catholic as, you know, everyone should know by now, because I say it all the time. Um, you know, worship in the Catholic church kinda looks different. Like, yes, we have like our hymnals and everything. But, like, whenever we, like, first get there, you know, like, our first thing is, like, we sit there and we pray and, like, we, we say thank you for everything that we received, like, all the blessings that we've had. And, you know, like, I do it a lot because that's kind of, like, my way of, like, de-stressing is also, like, that form of worship where it's just, like, you know what, like, yeah, this sucks right now. And, like, yeah, like, I'm going to probably cry about it for, like, 30 minutes. But you know what, like, God's going to bring me out of it. Like, I'm going to trust God with this, and, you know, like, I'm just going to put everything onto him because, like, I can't fix it. Yeah. So I think that was, like, a really good thing to touch on.
0: Yeah. So good. Um yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think, you know, I
2: think I, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't, I didn't know you're Catholic, but I, we don't really know. <laughs> right so um, now I know too. So now everybody knows, um, but you know why? Well, actually it was why Madison was talking. Is it okay if I, if it, I, the Lord gave me a word for you, is it okay if I give it to you? I know it's probably not really your thing. Is that okay though? Cause that it happens to me a lot. So if you say mm-hmm. no, you can just delete this part of the recording. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Gabrielle. Gab- Gabby, is that okay? Oh no, go
1: ahead. Yeah, what? Yes, go so for no, it. Okay.
2: <laughs> go I for it. <laughs> I don't. I think we met once in person. I don't remember. I suck with that kind of thing. But I, I don't know you <laughs> from Adam. So if I'm way off, you just delete this part of the recording and just say that guy's an idiot. But, um, <laughs> you know, Ga- Gabri, Gabri- Gabriella is a um is a derivative of the of the you know the, Gabriel right? So that's an archangel. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a really, I I felt like that the Lord was, you know, and and let me preface it before I tell you all this, like, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty selective with it because I don't always have the opportunity to give it. But usually when I, like, I feel like I know something, it's, it's typically pretty accurate, but let's be honest, if I'm not perfect. So if it makes no sense, I won't be offended if you're like, yeah, it makes no sense. But I feel like, (laughs) um, it's, it's throughout your life. I don't even know how old you are, but that, um, that you've, that you've been marginalized into systems and to like this, um, you know, like even like what you were saying before, there's processes and there's systems and you never feel like it fit. And there's always like this, this like middle ground where you're just like, gosh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this crazy guy on the other side of the podcast is talking about. And I'm not entirely sure that I agree with everything, the stand up, sit down, all the statues and everything else. And, um, there's a, you know, the right, the right hand of God, there's a justice thing on you. Like it's, your name is prophetic all by itself because there's like, there's like this justice, like something's not right here. And I I can't exactly tell you what it is, but I know that I know that I know that I know that something's not right. And that's a gift. And, um, a lot of times with people that justice thing is that you pick up on right or wrong so quickly that it like, it kind of marginalizes you. and makes you feel like that you're either an outsider or that you just have to be quiet because you don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) Um, I mm-hmm. know this because I am very similar that way, um, <laughs> that I, I pick up on stuff so quickly that my wife sometimes is like, Hey, you can't judge people. I'm like, no, I just know, like in my soul, like in my bones that that person means no good for them. Like they're no good or that, you know, not that the person's no good, but that they're up to no good. Um, and I just wanted to encourage you like that the Lord made you different on purpose. And that is such a gift because you see things the way no, like very few people see it. And and our culture particularly likes to uh, marginalize people like you and make you feel like you either have to be quiet or that you have to like conform to the to the way the world um, is supposed to work or that you like they're, they're like well you can fight if you don't agree and you have like it's, they call it a breaker anointing like Gabriel's the right hand of God and it was Gabriel you know um, who remained at the at the right hand of God and I feel like that the Lord kept you close on purpose and kept you in. In with people like, you know, like Madison and other people in your life because he has such an incredible calling for you. And you know that you're meant for more, but you're just not entirely sure what that looks like. And so, you know, if I did nothing else on this recording, I sure hope that made sense to you because I truly believe that, like, you have, like, in the next 90 days, you're going to really feel like it's, you're going to get super uncomfortable with the status quo. And, like, there's going to be things that just are not okay with you anymore. And that's, and that's the Lord pulling on you. That's the Holy Spirit just saying like, Hey, Gabby, it's, it's okay to be different. It's okay not to, not to conform. I've made you special for a reason. So just, you know, move on and go for it, girlfriend. So does that make any sense to you?
1: Yeah, I I think I understand what you're trying to say. Okay. I was like, I had to kind of piece it together, but I think I understand yeah, what you're trying I'm, to I'm say. Sorry.
2: I get a little, I get a little sketchy sometimes. Well,
1: know. yeah, it's okay.
2: Anyway. Yeah, no, um...
1: just
0: with knowing Gabby I'm like I'm getting chills over here and I'm like oh my gosh
2: well at least it's on a recording now you can listen back to you know I'm a little I've had a yeah. very long day and it's almost my bedtime because I'm old so if, <laughs> if I was if I was a little uh, if I was a little twitchy I apologize but I you know I for, take whatever it's worth for whatever it's worth and if there's anything that doesn't make sense then you know I'm just a human being so I don't feel like you need to agree with it all the way mm-hmm. I, mean, anyway, I just said really so
1: yeah. makes sense to me. And like, I had to like, kind of piece it together, but like, yeah, it made sense. I understand what you're saying. I understood what you're saying. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome,
2: you guys wow. have any other questions for me?
0: <laughs> no. Um, I just want to clarify to our listeners really quick. For those of you who don't know, that's called a prophetic word. And if you want to know more about that, um, going we to... can talk about that next month. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my gosh. That would be an amazing like series so uh let us know if you want that series um and even if you don't we're probably gonna do it anyway (laughs) um but so if you want to go if you guys want to know more about that go to oh let's see um is it in first corinthians with all of the gifts of the spirit Okay, so, um, or you can just search up where in the Bible does it talk about the gifts of the Spirit? I do that all the time when I'm like, I know this is in the Bible and I know the general, uh, you know, vicinity. I'm like, I know this is in the New Testament and one of the four Gospels. I just don't know the specific verse or chapter. Um, so anyways, so search that up. Um, it's really interesting um, and really cool. So for those of you who aren't super familiar with that, that's what that was. It's, you know, God speaks uh, to us, uh, or through us really to talk to someone else, and, and say, this is what I feel like God is saying to you. And, um, yeah. So anyways, um, if that is
1: everything that we have to say, Gabby, do you want to close this out with the last question? Yeah. Okay. So last question, <laughs> I think we've asked everyone this. I'm not sure because I was in Trader Joe's for the last meeting. <laughs> that's okay let's well, see I forgot about it um but yeah, no, literally
0: I was like where are you and she's like I'm in Trader Joe's I was like we talked about this at 11 o'clock last night how did you forget it?
1: because but, it was 11 o'clock at night that's how I yeah that's true and and I got I excited to. I mean it's Trader Joe's so I mean I was saying uh, Anyway, uh, what is your favorite worship song like of all time or just like in this current season that you're in are you talking to me Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is your question. <laughs> I do not
2: want to get in the middle of the Trader Joe's conversation. Uh, my <laughs> wife loves that place too. It's awesome. Good um, song of all time. I'll give you. I'll give you two. One the recent season, and then the all-time. So the all-time one would be. Um, oh goodness, uh, probably shout to the Lord. Uh, it's kind mm. of just. Story. Um it's kind of a like it's so old and so cheesy now. Like not cheesy, but it's like super cliche. But it's you know that was because sometimes in our life we get like a connection to a song based on an experience we had, and that that would probably be the most you know one of the best ones that I that I really like. Um And let's see, recently, oh goodness, there's so many good ones that have just come out. You know I this is a total shameless plug for joshua joshua vera he is the worship pastor and um, it's between being thrown uh <laughs> that was written by bethlehem mm. jeremy riddle or uh, josh wrote a song and you should check it out on uh, spotify it is called faithful father uh, i've known josh for several years now and that's one of the yeah. that song is got so much to it because he wrote it in a time where it's exactly what we were talking about where a lot of things in his life were not going very well and it was like no one fell into sin or anything weird so don't read between the lines like he just had a really rough season and he wrote that mm-hmm. song that he talks about you know you're faithful in every way you know it's that that is such a great place. between that oh, and being thrown um but for josh <laughs> <a> faithful father <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: okay and you know what's funny, again, is uh, he plugged those songs in our last episode, too. So, uh, oh, you know man. what? That's a sign. People, you guys, go listen to those songs. Um, and they are completely shameless plugs. But if that is not a sign for you to go listen, you've been told twice now. They've been brought up twice <laughs> really, now. I feel like...
2: talk about it. We did not. I promise.
0: I... <laughs> That's our listeners are going to be like, is this like the same guy with a different voice? Cause they talk about like, I'm not even joking. (laughs) You guys have so many of the same main points, but they're still different. Um, But that's so funny. Um, Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in next week. uh, Me and Gabby are going to be finishing out this series with our own little episode on the heart of worship. So, get excited for that and we've got lots of new content coming up for you guys um tiktok and instagram content will be coming soon so if you're not following us on those platforms um it's just oh crap gabby what's
1: the name uh, of sorry <laughs> oh um the authentically you podcast for instagram and then authentically you podcast on tiktok i believe
0: Okay. So we will I promise y'all, we will be posting content soon. Things are just a little crazy. Um I've got, you know, a couple of jobs and my one of the jobs it's like it's Chaos right now and a little hectic, but it's fine. Um, so as soon, probably like October, we will start pushing out some of that content. But we are planning, so you can look forward to that. Go check us out on those platforms. We'll keep you guys updated. Um, and then yeah, if you haven't already, go back listen to our last two episodes with Josh and Anissa. I almost said Tyler. That's this episode. This is Tyler's. Um, and. Next week, check out mine and Gabby's uh for the end of this series. Um, I think that is all of the little promos that we have. So thank you guys so much for listening. And Tyler, thank you so much for being a guest with us.
2: Thanks for the invite, guys.
0: Perfect. Thank you. And this is Oops. not the loss of Tyler, y'all. Like, he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> We're just not gonna tell you when, but he'll be back. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. Bye.
1: Bye, y'all.